Welcome back to another episode of the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, Chris Bassnett. Uh, you know, Chris, it seems like the season has flown by. We kind of joked about it at the halfway point that it felt like there was a lot of football left and barely any played at the same time. Still feels like there's a lot left. Uh, but now it's kind of, uh, you know, we're ramping up for implications at this point. It's, you know, some teams have done enough the first few, you know, half, two-thirds of the season to kind of get themselves in the playoffs. And now we're entering the which four and four team or four and three team, who's going to jump up these last couple of weeks and and maybe steal a spot. Uh, You know, we have a couple of those games in the city this week, uh, you know, starting with maybe Southeast, uh, you know, they, they get a win over Millard West last week, a big win over Millard West last week. Uh, And they're kind of sitting in in a spot. I know we said, few weeks ago maybe between that southeast southwest game uh, it seems like southwest is or southeast excuse me has just used that and propelled themselves uh forward to getting themselves in a really good spot here down the stretch yeah southeast four and won their last five games um after an 0-2 start and the, the second one of that 0-2 was the double ot loss to lincoln east where they they had a big lead in the fourth quarter let it get away and the the season's kind of teeter in the, their form a little bit, but the, but they've righted the ship. They played really really good uh, Friday night. Caden um, Logan, freshman running back, two hundred and how many do you have? Two hundred and a lot of yards. Two hundred thirty seven <laughs> yards on twenty one carries, a touchdown. Kind of gives them another dimension in their offense. Um, some real speed out of the backfield, big playability, and, and we saw that in that game. Um, it's only twenty one points, but they don't score those twenty one points without Caden Logan. He he got them into position with some big runs. You know, they had one drive where they dropped a sure touchdown pass wide open up the sideline. You're going, okay, well, here comes a punt. You know, mark this down. This could be their game turns. And Caden Logan rips off a 30-yard run. You know, a few plays later and gets them in position. They score a touchdown. It had a 50-yarder when Southeast is trying to run out the clock and kind of ice that game. So a kid that was kind of dinged up earlier in the year, didn't get a lot of carries. Now all of a sudden he's Southeast leading rusher as a freshman uh, at the Class A level. So just really impressive and, and Southeast is is in this position now, probably the most, I don't know if you want to call it bizarre or interesting district <laughs> race in the state. Um, they're in a district where they could have three teams finish four and one in district play in A6. You start looking at the schedules and who plays who. You know, Southeast has has Omaha Bryan left and has South Sioux City left. They'll be favored in both of those games. Millard West is going to be favored in each of their last two games. Now they play Southwest. This Thursday, and Southwest could certainly throw a wrench into that, right. but Millard West will be favored to win those two games, get to 4-1. Millard North, despite a 2-5 and five record, is 2-1 and one in the district. They're going to be favored in their last two games, get to 4-1. So you're going to be sitting there with three teams at 4-1, and one, all of them beating each other. You, you know, so it's kind of it's kind of a deal where it, it's going to be a tough road for one of those teams because, mm-hmm. as we know, the, the top two teams in each district in Class A make the playoffs, get the automatic spot, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, there's just a couple teams to get the wild card. So you really want to get finished in that top two if you can and not have it come down to tiebreakers and things like that. So Southeast has given itself a shot. They're still going to have some nervous moments these next right. few weeks. So even if they win these these next two games, they are, can they can they get into that playoff spot or not? Well, yeah, and especially if you're one of those teams that aren't the top two and then you're kind of, like you said, you're in a weird spot where you might be, you know, if you're Miller North, you might be four and five. Uh, you know, you might be five and four trying to kind of get hot at the right time, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, you said, you know, this Thursday, uh, Southwest has Millard West and that that would throw an entire wrench in, the, in that. And I would, you know, you kind of lean towards, you know, maybe Millard West. will. This is a get right game for them. 
you know, kind of get back on the right track. They've been, you know, they've a little bit up and down this year, but pretty good overall. Um, but, you know, what can Southwest do to maybe, you know, jump up and maybe put themselves in that conversation? Yeah, it's it, they have the game plan now, right? Because all you do is put on the Southeast game tape. Right. And you talk about Millard West. That's a team that played Millard South within a point. Uh, first game of the season, we've all seen what Millard South has done right. uh, the, the rest of the year. So you go, okay, that team's legit. And, and they do have a lot of playmakers. But but what Southeast was able to do was play really good defense, bottle up the playmakers. They didn't really give up the big play. Now they got lucky a couple times. They had a, Millard West had an 83-yard touchdown pass called back. You know, and they had another long touchdown run called back. So Millard West helped them out. You know, they, they were a little bit sloppy on the offensive side of the ball. But, but outside of those two plays, Southeast did a really good job of just containing the playmakers for Millard West. And, and they showed you can win a game against Millard West without having to score a ton of points. So now you look at Southwest, what do we need to do? Well, can we get to 14, 17, 20 points, somewhere in there? Can we contain those other guys enough? Can we hold them to 13, 14 points, something like that? And, and just give your, and we talk about it all the time, give yourself a chance going into the fourth quarter. And that's what it's going to take. Uh, Southeast was able to run the ball. Can Southwest establish the run game, keep that Millard West offense off the field and, and sustain long drives? That was something Southeast was really able to do, even though they didn't score every time. Had a lot of five-minute drives, four-minute drives that took time off the clock and kept that offense off the field. So the, the blueprint is there for Southwest. Now it's you know, now the easy part, you just have to follow the blueprint. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those games where it's, you want to do one of two things every time you're on the field, eat clock or score. Yep. And hopefully you can get enough of those drives to line up that you're eating clock while putting points exactly. in the court. Yeah. Uh, and Southwest has been one of those teams this season where, you know, they've they've been able to get leads at halftime, even get third quarter leads going into the fourth quarter, and it kind of seems like it just slips a little bit. Um, and, you know, and Millard West is a team that if if it does start to slip a little bit, they, yeah. they could, you know, score quickly. But yeah. looking across the city, uh, Friday night, biggest game of Friday night is going to be East and North Star. Record's pretty similar. East is... You know, they, they had that big loss to Carney to start the season, and they pretty much just rolled from there. Yeah, the, like. yeah, yeah. You, you lose a two-possession two game at Carney, you know, when it's 1,000 degrees out and you're on the bus yeah, and everything. Yeah. You, you play Millard South. You've got a lead on Millard South in the fourth quarter, and then Millard South just explodes four touchdowns in four minutes to, mm-hmm. to make that game more lopsided than it was. So East's had a really good year. They're, they're in a really good position right now uh, to get a playoff berth. North Star... Needed to win last week. Had to beat Norfolk. Got it done. It took them overtime, uh, but they they won that game when they absolutely had to win that game. And that's that's so critical to have you know games like that and wins like that when you're building a program like James Thompson is right now. So North Star has to be feeling pretty good coming into this game. They're they're still looking for that you know signature win where can they beat a team that's kind of in that upper echelon, a top 10 caliber team? Norfolk's a good team. Let's let's not sleep on Norfolk. They've had a really good year. And North Star did what they had to do. This is going to be a little different. You know, Lincoln East, winner of this game, probably going to finish second in that district, in the A1 district, and get that automatic playoff berth. Loser, now you're, again, you're relying on wild card points. Mm. Has East done enough if they lose that game to, to put themselves in position if they win in, in, in week nine to, to get a wild card berth? North Star, if they lose this game, they're probably going to have to be, well, they will have to be Columbus in the last week of the season. They'll probably get some help. So it's massive, massive, massive games for both for both teams. You you can make your life a lot easier, make your postseason hopes a lot easier if you win this game. So a lot on the line in that one Friday night. Yeah, and then obviously the, the big one of the week, 
is is your top two teams in Class A finally clashing against each other. Uh, Westside and Millard South feels like we've kind of uh, been waiting for this game for a while, and I, I almost think we're going to see it this time in, in about a month and a half. We'll probably see it again. Yeah. Um, I mean, what? Who who are we really looking at to win this game? Because it could really go a million. It, it's, ways. it's interesting. I think Westside's just been so dominant. You know, they they beat Carney and Carney. Let's let's be very clear. Carney's a really good team. Carney was six zero into that game. Unless I was up fifty six nothing at halftime. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you kind of shake your head. You know, it's yeah. like, well, what do you do if you're Carney? You know, exactly. Throw West, it out. You throw it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Westside is they're playing at such a such a high level, and we knew they had the skill guys offensively the Rezac brothers mm. you know Caleb Benning playing both ways guys like that but their defense has been so good I think they've given up one touchdown in the first half this year Omaha Westside has and you pair that with the skill they have on offense right. and forget about it but here comes Millard South can score a lot of points really good passing game good young players a lot of sophomores sophomore quarterbacks sophomore receivers sophomore running backs so they can be a little up and down we saw that last week again, two weeks ago against East when they're trailing in the fourth quarter. We saw it last week against Columbus. They had to kind of eke that game out. It was 14 to 10 in Colum- against a two-win Columbus team. You know, a, a, a game you would think that that Miller South would win pretty handily. Right. Was there a little bit of looking ahead there? Maybe. Certainly could be. You couldn't blame them. You yeah. know, 15, 16-year-old kids. But yeah, these are the kind of games that that make the sport fun, right? It's the top two teams in the class, the the heavy favorite, the defending champions versus the up and comer, maybe that kind of that team that's next in line to kind of ascend to the throne maybe next year or the right. year after. Can they get can they get there a year ahead of schedule? So that one's going to be a lot of fun. That's not the only one versus two matchup. Uh we've got another one in class B Bennington, Elkhorn North. Yep. Bennington, 33 game winning streak, back to back state titles. Elkhorn North in its fourth year of existence. Right. Seven and oh totally different scenarios but here they are um bennington's done it a little differently this year they haven't blown people out like they have the past couple of years they've had to win some nail biters they they won a controversial one against omaha scut week one where it, it looked like the scut kid might have crossed the goal line just yeah. didn't give him the touchdown you know bennington wins by a point you know and and they've they've had a couple low scoring defensive minded games like that elkhorn north has been really really solid uh, by and large, they haven't really had a had a real tough test yet. They took down Crosstown rival Elkhorn pretty handily a couple weeks ago. He thought maybe maybe Elkhorn pushes them there a little bit. Right. Elkhorn North kind of took care of business, so uh, a chance for a historic win for Elkhorn North certainly to to snap a, a long winning streak to beat the premier program in Class B right now and and kind of say kind of fulfill those preseason expectations a little bit. I think we all knew that they were going to be pretty good. Now, now you get a chance to prove it. What what does that look like come Friday night? So, yeah, two fun ones in the Omaha area Friday night. Yeah, and if you're Bennington, this is a game that you can kind of, you know, make a statement and say, nope, we're still we're here. still here exactly. So, yep. yeah, and Class B should. I know we we've said it's kind of a four team race. It is still pretty interesting in the top five or six. You know, Waverly's still there undefeated. Scott with just one loss. York's hanging around there. So, I mean, there's there's some names in there that you see a lot in the Class B playoffs, but. You know, similar to Class A, this will be a week that it says, okay, who's number, who's, you know, kind of your solidified number one. And, you know, or if maybe one of them, you know, maybe they find a weakness in one of these teams. And then the other teams going to the playoffs can say, okay, here's what we need to do to contend against them. I I think Waverly is that team sitting there 7 0. We haven't really talked a whole lot about them. And and they've been really good. They they shut out York 28 nothing. You know, they've beaten a a good Scotts Bluff team, beat Norris in their one close game this Mm -hmm. year. 
we know they can play defense. What do they take out of these this week, watching Bennington and Elkhorn? They, they saw Bennington in the semifinals last year, Waverly did, and played them pretty tough, played them as tough as anybody else did. So you're exactly right. That's a game Waverly will be watching with a lot of interest as, as we move into the postseason here. Yeah, and obviously anything can happen in the playoffs. It, it'll be a, a very interesting last two weeks. Of course, a couple things will get shaken out this week. We'll shake some things out in the last week of the season. And then once that comes around, we'll – Break down every bracket, break down every game as, as best as we can. We'll have eight man brackets next week. Yeah, we have oh, those yeah. come out Saturday morning. That's so, right. Yeah. So, yeah, playoff football right around the corner for uh, Chris Baston and I'm Colton Stone. This has been the Prep Extra Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week.